Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Black Girl Gone Afterthoughts. I, of course, am your host, Amara. And I am here with my husband and my co-host, Jason. What's going on, y'all? So this week, we did the story of Tiani Theus. And I know a lot of people, um, this, was a, this was a really sad episode for a lot of people. Despite the fact that, we're, that we don't have a lot of details about the investigation um, and that type of thing, it, it wasn't one of those type of episodes. Just this Tiani story in general, I know, struck a lot of people. And I think that not only, you know, was she murdered and the things that happened to her beforehand, but the whole um, sex trafficking element to her story also, you know, just makes it a lot a lot sadder because of the things that um, were going on and the things that had been introduced into her life. And it's not often that I do stories where we know for sure that sex trafficking um, was a part of what happened or was, you know, a part of an element of the story. There was um, Natanali Perez. Um, there was Alexis Camry Scott. We know those two cases. But there's not often where we know that sex trafficking was an element of a story, of, of, a, of a case, of a murder. Uh, so I think that that added to just the... Like I said, the overall sadness of Tiani's case, let you know, and and also obviously the fact that she was just sixteen years old and had been through so much in such a short period of time, and then um, ended up the way she did. So, yeah, that 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 the story was it was a it was a tough one this week. You know, all stories, all the stories are tough. I you know I you say that every week because it's true. <laughs> no, it's true every week. These stories tough. are they are they tough, are but there's certain episodes that, and you know, you 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 listen, you, your listeners, you know that there are certain stories that hit you a certain way. Like all the stories are sad, but I think that particularly, um, especially ever since I've started doing stories that involve um, teenage girls and 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 things like that, younger sixteen, it's hard because I know there's a lot of moms, a lot of parents. 
um, moms, dads who listen to this show, and they may have children who are that age or around that age. And so it always makes it so much, um, makes it just, you know, those those stories pull at you in a different way. So, and and yeah. I think it shows you in a, cer- in a certain light how uh, cruel the world is. Like, yeah, th- this could happen to such a young a young child well, like that she could be. Cr- I remember what I knew at 16. I didn't know nothing, nothing. at 16, man. Yeah. I had, you know, so world is cruel, man. Yeah, sixteen is really young. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just you know, we if 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 you if you are age or older, you know what I mean. Like you know that you know you were sixteen once. You know what I mean. If you're over yeah. sixteen, you know that you you were sixteen once, and you know that's it's you don't you don't know anything. You don't know a lot, wow. and the world is you know it's still very much a big scary place, and yep. it's easy for you to get wrapped up in it. And um, unfortunately, that's. Part of Tiani's story is is getting sucked into that that really dark part of of life, and unfortunately, she wasn't able to get out of it. Yeah, so let's go um, kind of deeper into her story. Give me some um, information background about the complete story. Okay, so <clears throat> just a little background. So uh, Tiani uh, Theus was a sixteen year old girl who was found dead on January eighth, two thousand twenty two on the side of the 110 freeway in Los Angeles, California. And prior to uh, Tiani's murder, uh, well, she had been, she was shot in the neck. She was found shot in the neck and and thrown on the side of the freeway. But before Tiani's murder, she had been uh, going through some things. And, um, you know, her mom had gotten hit by a car and, you know, she witnessed, you know, the aftermath of it and, mother ended up in a nursing home and Tiani kind of ended up being bounced around and eventually ended up with her father. But in between that time, Tiani kind of got lost and um, started using social media a lot and ended up getting involved in, um, and, and well, she ended up being sex trafficked. And um, ultimately, Tiani on the evening of January 7th told her father that she was going to a party. Uh, he According to you know what he said, he told her he asked her not to go. Tiani ended up going anyway, and it was the last time that he ever saw Tiani. The next morning at around eight a.m., um, the police started getting calls about a body on the freeway. But it has now been a year and a half since Tiani's murder, and there has been um, no arrest. And whoever did this to Tiani is still free. And so uh, it's a big part of the reason why I covered the story this week. Yeah, um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even realize that it was um, such a short time ago. I, mm-hmm. thought, I thought you said maybe 2018. Yeah, no, this was, was during. The, so this was during a pandemic. No, this was just last year. Oh, this was this last two, two, year, 2022. Two, two, okay, yeah, not 2020. Yeah, so yeah, we're talking about yeah. It's been a year and a half. Like the 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 one year anniversary that I talked about in the episode just happened in January. So this is something that just happened recently. Wow. And the funny thing is, is that, so when I started the episode, I talked about how, you know, I had first heard about Tiani's story when it first happened, and I did. Um, I posted it, actually, a news clip of it on TikTok on like January 19th, 2022. Okay. So that's when I had first heard, <clears throat> excuse me, about Tiani's uh, murder. But, you know, because... You know, there's unfortunately so many stories and there's so much going on. I kind of lost track of Tiani's story okay. and I didn't know what 
what the results were. And I didn't know a lot of the information, um, even about her background and all of that stuff until I started doing the episode. But I did remember her story because I, um, you know, reposted it on TikTok, so. Okay, so let's go right into the uh, interesting things about this case, things that you find interesting. Um, Give me some insight. So I think when you talk about Tiani's story, obviously one of the main reasons why, other than the fact that her story is unsolved, the reason why I wanted to tell Tiani's story is because of understanding all of the things that were was happening in her life prior to her her murder because it's essential to understanding Tiani during this time and why she um, was more susceptible in some ways to ending up in this situation. Right. You know, when I first started researching Tiani's story, I went to her social media and what I saw was a lot of comments of people blaming Tiani, saying, oh, well, this is why she ended up dead or this is why she ended up in this situation or look at her or look at how she's, you know, and of course... If you're just looking on the surface of this, that's the, that's, I shouldn't say of course, but it's not hard to understand how people looking at the surface of this would make that judgment about her, you know, but they're ignoring a lot of crucial facts about Tiani. Number one, she's a 16 year old girl. And if you're going back even to, you know, she was murdered in 2022, uh, but if you're going back to her post from 2021, 2020, you're talking about a 15-year-old girl, a 14-year-old girl. You know, you know. So you're talking about a a child in these in this situation, and so you have to kind of peel back the layers of what's going on in this girl's life that is um, making her or or that is causing this, you know, that her to seek this type of attention or yeah. that she's putting out this type of image of herself. What is going or the, on? Or just simply the exposure to it. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, didn't it's have like, to be, it didn't necessarily have to be her seeking out, you know. It could have just been the influence. Yeah, it could have exactly. been influence from whatever her, whatever her neighborhood was. Exactly. Like. Wherever she was coming from, the people that were around her. And that's also, that that's, that's part of it too. Right. Because what we know or what we believe is that, you know, Tiani was meeting people online and that it's quite likely that one of these people or the person is the person that got her involved in this, you know, that started sex trafficking her um, and got her involved in this world. It could have been someone that she knew from her neighborhood. That we don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't have to be somebody on social media. It could have been somebody that she knew from the neighborhood or some, you know, an older girl or older boy who was like, hey, listen, you could do this and you can earn money. And and she started using... um social media as a way to, you know, meet people through this okay. influence that she was getting from these older people. We don't, we don't know. But like I said, without understanding Tiani's full story, it's 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 impossible to make a judgment about her. And that's why I felt like it was so important to talk a lot about what was going on in this this girl's life. You know what I mean? From everything that we know up until her mom has this accident, Tiani's living a very normal life. She's not 
some wild child. She's a good student. She she's part of this golf program. She dances. Right. That was that was amazing. Yeah, like, like, yeah. She, golf, she, golf like that's like, not that's very rare. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was a it was a program for inner, inner city kids. That's beautiful. And like I said in the in the episode, um, according to the um, the research that I did, a lot of the children. One of the articles mentioned that a lot of the kids who were in that program went on to go to Ivy League universities. Right. You know I what did, I mean? I did hear you mention it. So there there was a lot of opportunity there, and this was something that her mom. Um, obviously wanted for her daughter. Tiani was her only child. Her mom also, um, according to what I found, worked in a school. I don't. They didn't say she was a teacher, but they said that she worked at a school. So I'm not sure what her position was or whether or not she was a teacher. But nonetheless, um, you know, I'm sure that that because of that, her education was very important to her and making sure that her daughter had these opportunities was very important to her. And like I said, up until up until Teresa, who was Tiani's mom, gets into this terrible accident. I don't even want to say accident. It was a hit and run. Somebody hits her. Um, until that happens, everything is normal for, for Tiani. And although Teresa doesn't die in that horrific accident, she's never the same. She experiences a, a, a brain injury and ends up in a nursing home, you know, unable to care for her daughter and obviously in a state where she needs 24-hour care. Like her aunt said when she was, you know, talking about recalling the events, that's that's a traumatic event for a 13-year-old. And not only does that happen to her mom, but she witnesses the aftermath because she arrives at the scene shortly after this happens and finds her mother laying in the street bleeding after she's been hit by a car you know no it doesn't matter what age you are that's nobody wants to yeah, see that no traumatic. that's traumatic for well, anybody i don't care if you 13 30 53 it doesn't matter like that's a very very hard thing for somebody to to witness and then like i said her mother then doesn't die but in some ways, you know, it's just as bad because she loses the, her mother. Her mother doesn't recover and everything goes back to normal and they go back to their normal. Her mother now ends up <clears throat> in a nursing home. And now, she, of course, she can go and see her mother. So I don't want to equate it to her mother being dead because there's a difference. Her mother was still alive. But, you know, in, the, in, the term, in terms of the life that Tiani knew with her mother that was dead. That right. what that was gone because they, they used to chill and everything. Yeah, and and according yeah. to what her aunt said, they were very close. Very. So, so they used to hang. Yeah, hang out, and like I said, know? her only daughter. So that that you that's somebody that she was close with. That's somebody that she and Tiani, you know, spent a lot of time with her mother. So to go from that to now your mother being in a home, um, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I can't I can't speak on what state exactly Teresa was in, but. It, it was, like I said, it was bad enough that she needed to be placed in in that type of care. And so then Tiani goes from, you know, living this life with her mom to then kind of being bounced around, you know. According to what, you know, I could find from the articles, her family tried to step up. You know, she had cousins, she had aunts, she had her grandparents. She goes and lives with them. But then they get sick. Right. And then now she's, you know, again, you know, having to deal with that type of situation. Her grandparents are both sick, which is 
also very like, that's, come on, crazy. Both your grandparents? Like, that's really sad. Um, and she had been living with them. And then she goes and lives with other family members. And then her grandparents die. So then she's dealing with that. So, you know, you just, it's just like on top of, an, uh, uh, trauma just, on top yeah, of just trauma. Yeah, just Yeah. And, and like we said, like, we know that there are situations where people have gone through things that maybe seem worse than what Tiani has gone through. There's people who've had terrible traumas in their life. But we also have to understand that everybody deals with trauma differently. Everybody is affected by those things differently. And so for a 13-year-old girl, Tiani obviously was heavily affected by these traumas in her life. And, um, you know, she ultimately, you know, after her grandparents die, she ultimately ends up living with her dad. But I think by the time, unfortunately, by the time Tiani goes to live with her father, the, 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 the trauma has already manifested into something else. I think that so... By the time he gets hurt, Tiani has already started to go down this kind of path. You know, he says that she's, you know, ditching school and she's sneaking out and, you know, and and he doesn't, I don't find any reporting about how long after she moves with him that this behavior ever starts. I don't know if it started right away or if she was there for a while and then it started. I don't know what the, the timeline is, but either way, I think that, you know, like I said, the trauma had already manifested by then. Tiani had started posting on social media a lot and talking about being depressed and being sad and being numb and all of these kind of things that let right. you know that she was dealing with something. And like I said in the episode, in my opinion, that's probably how this these predators were able to to prey on her because she was vulnerable, because she was in that space where she, you know, felt unloved and, you know, numb as she was saying it. It 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 opened the door for these these um predators to kind of take a hold of her at, at such a young age. So she wasn't just a 16-year-old, she's a 16-year-old who's also depressed and feeling lonely and feeling vulnerable and feeling, you know, at one point she told her father that nobody loved her, that her mom was the only person that loved She's having all of these emotions um, and she found an outlet or was given an outlet or what she thought was an outlet and ended up in that, you know, in these situations. Good insight. Uh, what else do you have interesting about this case? So it's not so much interesting, but it was something that I definitely wanted to point out. And I talked a little bit about this just now, but it's it's about Tiani's dad. And, you know, in the episode, I talked about um, making sure that we don't jump to a, you know, judgment of Tiani's father and what he did or didn't do or what he should or shouldn't have done because of the fact that we don't know what was going on. We don't know his story, we don't know his um, ability to access resources or or the knowledge of what to do. And I say that because, not because, you know, as a father, he holds no responsibility. I think that as parents, we all hold responsibility over our children, no matter what, you know, no matter what is going on. But I also think that we are also um, limited by our 
our own knowledge, by our own resources, by the things that we were taught when we grew up or, you know, just all of those things. And when I hear stories like this, um, I know that it's easy for people to jump to the other conclusion, which is, oh, well, he was a bad father and he should have did this and he should have did that. And, and, and not also take into account, well, maybe he didn't know and maybe he did and maybe he tried, you know what I mean? And so when I'm telling a story like Tiani's and we have those elements, you know, because I know that it's easy for people to jump to the other conclusion, I always want to make sure that, you know, we, that I offer that other perspective that, that, that we don't know. And so uh, it's, easier to judge and and put a negative on it than it is to to take into consideration what other things may be going on. And so I just wanted to point that out. Like, I'm pretty sure that in retrospect, in hindsight, looking back, her dad does automatically feel like he probably should have done more. I'm sure that's a guilt that he carries without anybody making a judgment on him or making him feel worse about it. Because at the end of the day, his daughter was murdered. So that's something that he will always have to carry with him. But, uh, you know, I just thought it was important for people to, you know, just not judge, not jump to conclusions about what somebody did or didn't do in this situation, in a parent situation. He, Like I said in the episode, he is not the only father. He's not the only parent who has had a child who who has, you know, gotten involved with stuff. And there's not... Um, you know, there's no handbook. There's no, you know, oh, you should do this and you should do that. It, it, every situation is different. And like I said, and everybody doesn't know how to handle it. Um, even from a family member's perspective, I'm sure some of you have had family members who may have been having issues and, and you tried to help, but you ultimately didn't know what to do. It, th- those, those, those situations are very complicated and it's, it's easy for, like I said, it's easy for people to sometimes judge, but it's important for you to keep in mind that you don't really know. You have no idea. You, you, you can't. You can't judge. Yeah, so you don't know. So yeah. So that's just something that I really wanted to point out as a part of this story. But okay. Um, anything else you have for uh, interesting? So I just wanted to. I think that the fact that we don't know who killed Tiani, obviously, is the second biggest part of the story. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to make sure that people understood who this child was, what had happened to her, the things that she had gone through, um, all of those things. But ultimately, this is an unsolved murder. That's that's the, the, I guess, the true crime nature of it all, is that she was murdered, and now we don't know who... Um, who did it and whoever did it has not been caught. And I think that obviously it's easy for people to like say, okay, well, if we know that she was involved in this world, or she's caught up in this sex trafficking, then it could have been a John. It could have been somebody who had paid for sex and then got angry and decided to kill her. Um, or it could have been the trafficker. It could have been you know, any one of those situations, I feel like it seems to me like Tiani's murder seems personal in a way. You know what I mean? Like, 
that that it could have been the trafficker in some ways. And 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 that's just my opinion. You know what I mean? Like I don't really have a lot of information, a lot of background, a lot of facts about this, but just the just the fact that she had been in someone's car and and then dumped on the side of the freeway is just like well, what reason would the John have had to to shoot her in the neck? What would she have been doing in that situation? You know what I mean? Like it, it just that's just like I said, that's just my opinion. I don't know, but the fact that there hasn't been any information about who the killer could be is also very interesting because it seems like between her social media, between people that she knew, and I know that she knew a lot of people because she's young and she's, you know, meeting people, all of these people, it would seem like somebody would have known something that would have been able to connect the dots to who may have killed, killed Tiani. And, you know, the fact that, that that it hasn't happened and then the fact that we don't really know what what type of investigation has been happening since, you know, like in the beginning there was a lot of outrage, of course, from her family and from the community. And so, you know, the police were, you know, making statements and, you know, saying that they were investigating this. But like I say, we're a year and a half later and we still don't have any answers. We still don't know what happened to Tiani and who killed her? And at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about a 16-year-old and 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 a, and not only a 16-year-old murder victim, but also a 16-year-old murdered sex trafficking victim. Like this is a big deal. And and finding whoever killed Tiani could lead to um, you know, finding other girls that are involved in sex trafficking, possibly, if that's, you know, if that's why this happened. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get into some questions from uh, Black Girl Going listeners this okay. week. Thank you for commenting once again. Um, and I forgot that people are commenting commenting on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube or I should, listening, I should say. Well, sometimes um, watching. Well, we watching. got videos yeah. on there, too. Yeah, feel feel free to comment. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's go right into it. Yes. IG first though. Okay. IG. Uh I have I have questions, but I only ask a few. First, did they ever question the person who picked her up uh for the party? Second, were they able to trace her phone or anything? Also, did they share the autopsy reports? If so, any other details besides her being shot in the necks mm. in the neck? Sorry. Interesting. Yeah, that's a great question. So, in terms of the person who picked her up, now, as far as I know, um, the only person that said anything about her being picked, the person who picked her up publicly, was a cousin, I believe, of Tiani's, who said that it was a young woman that picked her up that day from her dad's job. You know, she went to her dad's job and told him that she was going to a party. Um, And her cousin said that it was a young woman that picked her up. Now, I assume that that Tiani's father was the person who told her this because as far as I know, the cousin wasn't also there. So, um, yeah, so that's all we know about this person that picked her up. Now, her cousin also says in the same interview where she says, you know, it was a it was a, a girl who picked my cousin up. 
Um, she also says that this person, this person has not come forward. We have no idea who this person is. So to answer your question, no. They, I, I assume that they haven't been able to question this person because this person has not been identified. Now, I, I'm, I should, I should also preface that by saying I'm only assuming that. I don't know what the cops know. I don't know what the cops have been able to find. Um, the interview that the cousin did, I believe, was a year ago. So it was, you know, around the time that Tiani was first murdered. Um, so anything could have changed between now and then, and the police just aren't telling us. So, um, but. Um, as far as I know, they they haven't. Um, but if they have, they definitely have not said anything. In terms of autopsy, um, it's the same thing. We have not seen any information about the autopsy report. The only thing we know is the cause of death, which was um, that Tiani was shot in the neck. Um, I don't know if there was any DNA collected from her body. I don't know if she had had any... Um, if there was any, you know, semen or anything like that on her body um, that they were able to recover and then use to kind of narrow in on a possible suspect or at least trace her, you know, movements that that day, I have no idea. But um, yeah, I mean, those are great questions. But that's it, just some of the things that we just don't know about this case. It's part of the frustration, I guess. And like I said, I don't know what her family knows, and I don't know what police. Have been doing, but in terms of the public information about Tiani's case, no, we don't have any of those things. Okay, um, that's a good answer. <laughs> this is a good um, <coughs> response on Instagram. Um, somebody asked, "How did she become a sex, a sex worker? Was she abducted?" And then somebody um, commented, who actually kind of deals with child sex trafficking mm-hmm. and uh, juvenile av- advocacy, probation av- advocacy, mm-hmm. says, in L.A., our girls are coerced in sex, into sex trafficking by an intimate partner or close friend and not abduction. Mm-hmm. Google Figueroa Boulevard. Mm-hmm. That's where the body, that's near where the body was found. Yeah. So maybe this is a situation where... Um, they that's just the type of stuff that goes on. Yeah. Well, yeah, this, well, during my research, I'm glad that somebody said that because during my research, um, they were saying that um that the body was found near a near a street where there's a lot of known prostitution. And I've also seen other people comment that said, um, you know, that's you know, that's where a lot of there's a lot of prostitution. So yeah, that it, that makes sense that she would have been um near that area if if you know if she was involved um if she had been you know sex trafficked but like just like the person said um no they're you know most most sex trafficking victims are not abducted um and I'm not saying that it doesn't happen uh but I you know like I said in the episode most sex trafficking victims are coerced like she said by people that they know people that they're intimate partners um that's that's how it happens for most of these victims. Uh, just getting snatched off the street, you know, in these mysterious white vans just snatch you off the street and put you into sex trafficking. It, it, it doesn't really happen like that. It's, it's, it's happening in other ways because it's easier to become, to get you to become a victim if you're introduced by somebody you trust. You know, yeah, somebody crazy. you trust takes that's you crazy. to a hotel and says, hey, listen, 
you know, drink this drink and and take this yeah, take this pill, yeah, that's, and mean, then some guy comes in and he's just like, yeah, it's okay, just do this, and he's going to give us. Money. It's easy for you to get coerced, and a lot of times, um, I would say I wouldn't even know the statistics on this, but I'm sure m- most of the time, it 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 involves drugs and alcohol. That they're getting these girls intoxicated, they're right. using drugs, they're using alcohol to lower their inhibitions, and then. Um, you know, then once then once they're on the drugs and alcohol, they they got them. Now they're you know now they're addicted to that. So that's part of the reason why they're you know involved. You know, keep you know they're they're stuck and and then yeah. they, of course they use the fear of violence and all those type of things. Um, like even in the story of um, Nat and Ali, you know, went down to Miami for a. a a, a job interview, you know, what she thought was a job. She told her parents, her family, that she was going down there because a friend of hers, you know, had a job. And then next thing they know, Tiani is being sex trafficked. And she, I mean, sorry, Tiani, Nationali is being sex trafficked. And even though um, she at one point was able to escape, she's able to escape, she comes back, she ends up going back willingly because these people were were threatening her and coercing her and so it 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 just yeah it, it it's sad and it happens um so often and and unfortunately young girls like Tiani um are are susceptible to it yeah um that um that figure old boulevard man i wonder uh if it's you know, if they're watching Figueroa Boulevard. Yeah, I mean, I would think that they would have had to at least you know what I'm saying? start there. I mean, because if they knew that she was a, a victim of sex trafficking and then she was found so close to a place that is known for, um, you know, sex work and um, I'm sure with that is drugs and other things like that, you would think that they would have started there. So. I don't, I don't know, but uh, unfortunately, like I said, it's just, it's at this point, the case is unsolved and we just don't, we don't know. There's so many questions about what happened to Tiani, who murdered her, why, all of those things. And I don't think that it's an impossible case to solve. I think that if police were really trying to solve it, eventually they Probably could, but you know, I think that all depends on how much they're actually still trying to solve the case, and um, we just don't know. Like I said, I have no idea. It's, yeah. not, it's not. I'm not making any assumption that they're not. I just don't know. Well, somebody said um, I'll go to just a YouTube comment, which mm-hmm. is what you were trying to say, and I won't read the whole thing. I don't mm-hmm. want to start a 50-50 battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, she said, 16, year, 16 years old is a child. I remember being 16, and I remember how naive I was mm-hmm. um, then even being even being raised in the South Bronx, mm-hmm. New York. Yep, exactly. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, exactly. Like, we, we, we were talking about, we were, we were also raised in the city. Like, I was 16 in Philadelphia. I was, you were 16 in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Like, we, this is the city, you know what I mean? Um, and... As much as you know, the city may harden a child in certain ways. It still is you're still 16 at the end of the day, and and you're very naive, and 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 
easily manipulated, easily coerced, especially by somebody older, especially by, you know, somebody that you think you can trust. And that's, you know, that's not, that's not, that's a fact. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. People, you know, uh, well, my prayers go out to her and her family. Yeah. Man. I just, you know. This is it's a it's a crazy situation, and yeah. I'm glad that you were able to you know tell her story. Um, you know, I mean, in the perfect in a perfect world, you know, they'd have you know a lot more time. Uh, I would say to dedicate to one individual, but yeah. I think that this is worth this. You know, this case is worth the time yeah, and the sure. effort. To, it's all, Just, yeah. You know, I mean, I think of course, that there's... E- you know, every every case, but like... Yeah, you know, like I think there's saying. so many layers to Tiani's story. And, and she's, she like I said, she's, she was a victim in more ways than one. Obviously, she was a murder victim, but she was also a sex trafficking victim. And so, yeah, I think that if, like I said, every, you know, all of the resources that departments have can't be dedicated to one victim... Um, and you know, there's there's a ton of things going on, but I I do believe that if they could dedicate, and if they are dedicating resources to this case, this is one to do so because um, this this little girl and her family deserve justice. And, and guess what? Like um, like some of the other cases that are older, and we we uh, you know, a little time goes by. Mm-hmm. Yo, I think this case is solvable, man. Yeah, no, I do too. I think it's solvable. Also, I do too. I really do. I think this is a solvable case. Uh, I that's why you know, one of the reasons, like I said, I wanted to tell this case, tell this story for multiple reasons, because Tiani was a victim of sex trafficking because of the things that had happened to her, because of how the events of her life ultimately ultimately played out, and then the just brutal and devastating way in which she died. I wanted people to know that, but I also wanted people to know that the person who did it has not been caught. They have not been found. And so we are dealing with a unsolved homicide of a 16-year-old girl who was being sex trafficked. And so I think it's an important story for people to listen to, for people to understand, for people to empathize with. Um, that's, you know, another big part of why I wanted to tell. I wanted people to empathize with what happened to Tiani and understand that her story could have been a lot of people's story. It could have been your story, possibly. So, you know, it's something that we have to continue to share and continue to keep Tiani's name out there um, to, you know, let whoever knew, whoever did this know that people are still thinking about um, the 16-year-old girl and, you know, that whoever did this um, deserves to be caught and brought to justice. So, yeah. So, that was... This week's story, um, I appreciate you guys always, as always, listening to Black Girl Gone, listening to Afterthoughts, uh, getting, you know, my perspective, getting a little bit of Jason's perspective. Um, we will be back next week with a brand new episode of Black Girl Gone and then another episode of Afterthoughts on Thursday. So thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.